Australian-American filmmaker and director Nathaniel Schmidt's award-winning work explores extreme weather and lived experiences. The Last Daughter is a poignant documentary co-directed by and featuring Wiradjuri woman Brenda Matthews on a journey to find her white family and uncover the truth about her induction. The Last Daughter has a national release on June 15 and is also a part of the 2023 Sydney Film Festival. Nathaniel Schmidt, thank you so much and welcome to the For Your Reference podcast. No worries, thanks for having me. Well, first off, congratulations on a great film, a very important film. Um, I know Brenda also has the book as well, but I think it would be great to start off with, you know, how did you come across Brenda's story and when did you both decide we need to come together and we need to make this film? Yeah, so I, I remember when I first heard Brenda's story, I was in the Crocodile Hotel in um, uh, Jabiru in Northern Territory. And wow. um, uh, I was connected. Someone told me about the story mm-hmm. and um, we were connected through an elder, um, a Bunjalung elder who connected us to Brenda and her husband, Mark. And then we met at Crumbin, uh, um RSL in the Gold Coast and mm-hmm. just started talking and, yeah, hearing her amazing story and there was just the very, very beginning that was over, you know, five or six years now. And so it's been a long journey since then. Mm-hmm. But it's we at the very, very beginning, as soon as we heard the crux of the story, we knew this was something that I'd never heard before. And it yeah. was a story that this nation needed to hear. Yeah, especially because there's, I guess, the general sort of talking about, um, which we'll get into more detail. But I think even the angle, even though it is her personal life, like, that particular type of story is very new to, I guess, mainstream sort of screens as well. And um, because it is a documentary, I do have a couple of questions about the actual process and the making of. And I think that's also good to point out. It's not just like a year or half a year and you just churn out like a gorgeous film about someone's life. It takes time to, you know, nurture and simmer and that sort of thing. Um, But in regards to the making of the film, and the actual cut of it, how did you both decide when to be present in the actual moment where we are now? And I guess when to go back in time to give us sort of context. There are also moments where we would focus on one person like Brenda and we might go to Connie, for example. So what was that like? Yeah. um, So that was something that we debated and talked about as a team um, for a while on the the in and out points between the past and present story mm-hmm. so be, and a lot of it was guided by simply how brenda remembered her own life yeah. so brenda as a child her all of her memories start in this white family and mm-hmm. so brenda's whole experience was what she can actually remember for whatever reason that is she remembers growing up in this loving white family and then for her everything's flipped in reverse when she's shocked by having to go back to her Aboriginal family where she really belongs. She had no memory of the past. She didn't know all those things. So just as this little girl, Brenda is trying to figure out her existence and where she belongs. But when she went back to her Aboriginal family, that's when all these feelings of like um, missing the white family, but feeling like she couldn't miss them because she's supposed Mm. to be an Aboriginal family. So as a little girl, you know, eight years old or seven years old, um, that's where Brenda's, childhood like wound starts mm-hmm. and then as an adult we're then we're flicking back and forth between these like these moments that are kind of these key beats between that past and present story and 
I, I don't want to butcher it, but there was a gorgeous opening line to this film as well, where Brenda shares the sentiment of, you know, you only start to unpack these things once you get older, when yeah. you become an adult, right? Yeah. That was, that was something that Brenda said very at the very beginning. When, we, when mm. I first met her, we did her, um, her, uh, her like first kind of just understanding the story. Mm-hmm. That was something that always stuck with me and has stayed true the whole journey was as a child, you push things down. Yeah. That's when you become an adult, the things bubble up. And I think that's kind of like the sentiment to her story, but mm-hmm. so many others. Yeah, it, it must be interesting to have lines and like, oh, we're going to put this here. Like this yeah. line is going to be at the start of the film and it's going to inform it, just, it as well. Yeah, it just created the nice hook we needed to, I think, um, yeah, just, 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 just lure people into this incredible story. Yeah. Um, and there's something that you said that I wanted to touch on. Um, about, you know, Brenda feeling guilty because, you know, not feeling completely whole because she has that periphery of her white family, but then also not wanting to, you know, like not wanting to fracture the current situation that she has with her Aboriginal family. And that was something that, you know, even as a watcher, I was like, oh, like I can only imagine what it would be like for my mum and how she would feel if I were to go and I was like, Ooh, and then I was in and I was staying and yeah, it was definitely a, a sort of like conflict watching that, but you also understand it as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. Like that's, and that's, that's been a core thing. I think from uh, Brenda's experience the whole way through is just how do you feel, how are you supposed to feel when you've been raised by these two different families? And in, yeah. in this case, she was loved by both families, mm-hmm. but Brenda still felt, um, torn and yeah. not really knowing who she should be, how she should be, what she could say or be around her family. And so mm-hmm. that's been for Brenda, this big, you know, thing that she's had to to deal with her whole life. And I, I guess flowing on from that, this is again, more about making of the film. Mm-hmm. Were there moments where it was uncomfortable to continue filming or even after filming deciding whether to keep it in the final letter. Um, yeah. I don't want to spoil too much about the film, but there was a moment where they went to the courthouse. Yeah. 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 I mean, like a lot of the, I guess a lot of the uncomfortable moments, you know, like were not necessarily always what you'd expect, mm-hmm. but like um, when we went back to Gilgandra, which is the place, the town where um, uh, Brenda and her siblings were removed from their parents. Yeah. Um, that was a really important trip for not only Brenda but her mother because that was the first yeah. time going back there since it all happened. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of like Brenda wanting to take her mother and to revisit all these places of trauma of her past. Mm-hmm. That that place was also a place of joy for them once as well. So it was kind of like that's where all their family connect. The Largan Bone is, you know, where a lot of the mob come from and we still talk about that fondly, but yet there's this um, painful memory in that place yeah. as well and so as brenda mentions in the film going back and 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 to these places of pain mm-hmm. brings a sense of healing you know and so for brenda and her family anyway you know um so i guess as far as like filming in those moments there you know like and and it was just with this whole thing was always tread carefully yeah. and at the, at the utmost was relationship you know like um we had the trust mm-hmm. and I think they knew what we were trying to do, you know, with this, this whole, this whole film. And so they went to those hard places 
mm-hmm. because we were there to help them in sharing this story that hasn't really been told the right way before. And I think that's just it, especially I'm Tongan, but I was born in this country. Yeah. Um, and there's a, like, there's an uneasiness from non-Indigenous people to talk about our Indigenous history in this country. And there's that and there's also art and, you know, there's having those hard sort of conversations, which sometimes is easier through a documentary instead of having like a one-to-one sort of conversation. Was there a consciousness on the comfortability of non-Indigenous people when you were making this film? Oh, totally. Like, I think um, Larissa Brent kind of summed it up best, who was mentored me and Brenda in the process. Uh, she kind of, she basically said, I like it how you're Trojan horsing, you know, the stolen generation story, particularly yeah. for non-Indigenous people. We start with a non-Indigenous family, which is a unique access point mm-hmm. to this whole story that I don't think we've ever seen before. And um, it flips everything on its head. And basically imagine if a white family had their child taken away from them mm-hmm. and then put New back story, in- headlines everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, that was kind of the the interesting in of oh, how do we, so, and particularly, you know, Connie and Mac, very, you know, like for a non-Indigenous Australian family, like mm-hmm. their, their last name's Ockers, you know, for crying out loud, <laughs> which is like the most Australian <laughs> last name ever. Uh, um, so it just created a really accessible doorway, I think, for non-Indigenous people. And that's definitely been the response we've had thus far. And and even just how they've responded to each other, the two families, mm-hmm. um, without giving too much away, um, has been really something that's, I think, opened a lot of people to something they maybe would not otherwise choose to engage with. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's it, the story, you know, is, is remarkable just on its own without us getting involved, you know, like um, that's been our experience anyway. But the there's definitely credit to the care that was taken into making this film. And, you know, you talk about elders and Larissa Brandt that you work with to make this film. And that's so important. It's not like an avatar made in isolation, like sort of film, even though, you know, James Cameron is great, obviously. Um, But yeah, there were so many touch points on this film and even what you're saying, we're talking about the film, um, and it is about the stolen generation. And there was a moment in the film where, you know, officially, you know, historically 1969, what we're talking about was a 1974 for Brenda? Uh, yeah, uh, Brenda was taken in 1973. 1978, wasn't it? Four years after the act supposedly ended. Yeah, exactly. So it's how do we reconcile what we think we maybe knew that we never talked about? Yeah. Um, and whether whether it is that same label, it still has very real ramifications for everyone. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think I think what what um was always really important to me, and I think the rest of the team as well, um, is regardless of what you know about the system and the rules, and mm-hmm. you know what's right, what's not right. These are just people trying to deal with something that happened to them. Yeah, because like, children were taken away and that mm-hmm. has flown and consequences that affected a whole bunch of different people and 40 years later they're just trying to figure that out yeah they're just they're just families trying to figure it out and brenda's at the center of that yeah and i think leading with love is very important and that was definitely present um in the film that was literally my next question of how do you balance the historical facts with the personal experience but yeah. um let's continue i do have a last question but before my last question 
Um, I wanted to talk about the reunion scene. We don't need to spoil it too much. Um, but that was some beautiful black indigenous joy. I just, like, my little heart just grew yeah. Um, yeah. so much. Were you present at the time? How was it filming that? Oh, yeah. Uh, that was actually early on in the piece. And, um, uh, yeah, so, like, um, we had, um, uh, Brenda always wanted to meet the families to come together in Sydney. That yeah. was kind of like the halfway point between the two families and, um uh, it was a bit crazy just trying to get it all to get to, to happen. But mm-hmm. then, um, and, and and all the nerves, all the feeling were real on all sides. You know, yeah. everything you're feeling in that moment was real. I remember going down with Mark um, to pick up Connie and Mac and filming that, but also filming um, uh, Brenda and her mother just mm-hmm. the night before driving down from um, Toronto where she lives um, uh, to um, uh, Sydney and just Nan feeling those nerves, you know, yeah. um, but just the most beautiful way of just saying why she wanted to do this. I think like I was just talking to someone last night at the screening and just that hits people so emotionally hard every time that she, what she has to step up and why she has to do this, even though she doesn't have to, Yeah. to meet these people. I just was so, you know, so emotional. Um. So yeah. Um. And yeah, just when everything took place, like, uh, like Mark always says her husband, just says every time like, even the sound guy was like shaking when putting on labs and all these things so there's yeah. there's this story behind the story that we've all been on you know and so like coming back to sydney for us is pretty emotional just because like a lot of the stories taking place here and being mm. here at the festival and um all that like i just saw i just had coffee with nan this morning and so it, it's a different season for us now after knowing each other yeah. for so long and um but now we've always just said like nan your story's getting told now like the truth's getting out there even though you've been um lied about for so many years you know like but yeah. everyone knows about that but to her that's been the hurt and the pain she's been carrying this 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 lie for so long yeah and i i think that's kind of core to a connection you know really getting to the truth um yeah. and i'm so glad that there is that feeling of release as well and i do want to give a little shout out to mark because we didn't get to talk about even Mac and Connie, but like a shout out to Mark as well. Cause you know, um, Brenda was talking about how she would share and every time she would share the trauma would come back, but there would also be that feeling of peace. And you can definitely feel that Mark was a great support, um, yeah. in all of that as well. So, um, yeah, definitely all around. It was led with love. I felt the love watching it. Um, and I'm so, I'm so happy that there is a release to the feeling yeah. of everyone that's involved um as well but uh we're gonna finish off with um our last question if that's okay um we finish off our reviews with a recommendation so what would you pair with the last daughter as a double feature sort of situation oh oh that's a great question um uh like documentary or anything like it can be anything anything that helped you to be inspired or yeah, anything. Um, I mean, a, a lot of the films that were kind of like inspired us, like obviously, like like Lion was a great film. Oh, like, gorgeous! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and and I think for us, we had we had our Lion moment that reunion uh, ourselves, you know. Mm-hmm. So like the you know the similarity in our film of just like people who have been separated for so long, and I was even just thinking that imagine you know like there's a photo of someone in your yeah. house. And, 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 you know, you, you, they're, they're part of your family, but they're no longer part of your family. Mm-hmm. And that's what Brenda was in both families. 
who's this girl in this family and who's this girl in this family? And then after all this time, they reconnect and and that relationship, you know, comes back together. And I think, so for me, like um, Lion was very much a big inspiration, I think, emotionally, mm-hmm. what we were trying to do. And, but it, it just naturally happened that way. I think it does when people come together. So yeah, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, a Lion would be a good pair or a- any, any of the amazing other um aboriginal stories that have been done you know across the years you know like i think um like we just saw a new boy um you know that oh, gorgeous yeah story. it was a different story at a different time um you know obviously like uh i think rabbit proof fence is the original stolen generation story that a lot mm-hmm. of australians have come to to um to see and i think this this continues that story to show that this didn't end no. in you know the, the old days you know like yeah. These these things are still happening. I think that was also a thing for us that we um, were always thinking of. This is like um, this is the continuation of this story in this generation, and his living proof in this day and era to show that people are still dealing with the pains of the past. Yeah, well, I appreciate you answering that because we have been interviewing a lot of filmmakers lately, and I'll throw that question. That was a great lion is a great rabbit proof fence. Um, but thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for this film. I would like to extend that thank you to Brenda and the family as well. Um, but I really appreciate your time. And again, thank you so much and congratulations on a great film. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for having me.